that jarring cacophony tells you that the Power of Three podcast is back. I'm Kenny Smith. I'm back in the hot seat of the Scottish podcast that loves to celebrate Doctor Who in all of its forms, whether on TV, audio, books, animations or anything else. We've had a few weeks off as I've been busy getting a new job and joining the NHS, ready for the NHS, and had a week settling in, and I've been kept super busy with pieces of eight. So we're back, and it's about time. And we're here today to talk about Doctor Who, and once again, Doctor Who is Scottish. And he is Shooty Gatwa. <laughs> of course, we should mention that The Power of Three was the first podcast in the world to comment on the return of Russell T. Davis to the job of executive producer. So it seems apt that we should be chatting about the fact that we've got a brand new doctor on the way. And to talk about him, I'm not alone. We've actually got a team of three experts to give their insight and no doubt some wonderful thoughts and very bad jokes on our new doctor. Uh, we're going to start off, I'm going to introduce you to them one by one. We're going to meet the world famous hot water bottle balancer, Mr. David Steele. Yes, always do your best. Uh, hello everyone, thank you for joining us, it's nice to be back. We've got Dr. John Bolan. Good evening everyone, I'm delighted to be with you once again. And all the way up in Oban, in his bat cave, is Mr. Stephen Day. Hello Stevie. Hello everyone, it's lovely to be back, or should I say, it's lovely to be part of the Power of Three, because normally I'm just a listener. Well, there we go. We always like to involve our listeners, we like to involve everybody. So we've got a rather special episode today, and um, I suppose uh, I can tell you, we'll, we'll have a chat about where were we when we found out who the new Doctor was. Well, I can tell you, I was actually recording with a pair of Australian gentlemen uh, for the Sirens of Audio podcast, and then my phone flashed up and there was a message from Mr. David Steele telling me, here's our new doctor. So we did have oh, to right, put in... That... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take it. Oh gosh, I didn't realise that was that was you finding out. Sorry for sorry for interrupting your other recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you didn't get an instant response, Dave. So, um, because I, I thought that would have been exceptionally rude to pick up my phone and start uh, going. But yes, I was recording with them. So that's when I found out. When did you find out, Dave? Um, about five minutes before I messaged you, I was, I think was at home, was in the way, I was, so I couldn't break. Short story, I threw my mum this evening, I think it was my way through, but anyway, I was in another group chat, I got a message in another group chat which just said, that's an odd way of announcing it, and, and the rest of us in the group chat went, what are you talking about? And then I jumped onto Twitter and saw a couple of very oblique tweets, and then there was one from the BBC account which had, um, two heart emojis and then a blue box emoji. And I thought, all oh, right, are they going to announce something then? And then I kept scrolling and lo and behold, it had been announced very low key compared to some of the, the last Doctor announcements. But sure enough, yeah, the, the 14th Doctor had arrived. So I burned about lunchtime. There you go. Yeah. John, what about yourself? Where were you when you found out? And how did you find out? I was scrolling through, through Twitter uh, and the news was there in my Twitter feed. So... Yeah, that's that's how I found out. I was not expecting it, as as, as Dave was saying. It, you know, we've we've become accustomed over the past few generations to have a bit of an event of, of some description, but no, this was just very quietly slipped. You know, almost under the radar. But, but I would argue that perhaps it's it's had more impact as a result of that. Interesting, Stevie. How about you? Two very mundane announcements. My wife sitting next to me in the sofa at lunchtime, going. Oh, they've just announced a new Doctor Who. What? 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 And almost simultaneously, can't remember who it was, and 
uh, BBC News Channel kind of said, oh yes, and uh, of course you'll have heard that there's a new Doctor Who. I'm sitting there, everyone knows except me. Surely Kenny knows. But then Kenny's text came in about, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes later to say, yay, Scottish. Yep. Fantastic. So we'll have to discuss now Shooty's work. Are we familiar with him? John, do you know much about his work previously? I would have to say that I'm probably more familiar with him than I was with Matt Smith when he was announced, because I have at least seen him in uh, Sex Education, where obviously he's one of the main uh, cast members and uh, he's nominated for and received awards for his for his role in that. So, uh, so yeah, so I did I did know about him, and and so I didn't have to kind of scarper off and kind of say, well, who is this guy? Um, admittedly, though, my first reaction when I when I did see the tweet was to say, oh. Right. And after about five seconds, I said, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a good that's a good and a shrewd piece of casting." So uh, yeah, he's he's been on my radar. Put it that way. Although I wasn't aware that he was Scottish, I'd have to say. Yep, neither was I. What about you, Stevie? Had you seen him before? I'd honestly never heard of him before. Uh, but then that's the case for a lot of Doctor Who actors. I think I'd, I'd known Matt Smith, Ruby and Smoke. I think that was my where I was aware of him. I'd heard David Tennant was in Casanova, but again, you know, these these were these were new actors to me. However, to my daughter, this bit of casting, when we told her, and she's been a bit disappointed over the last few years with Doctor Who, and it's been, oh, do I have to watch it? Do I have to do? No, you don't. And she said, okay, we've got a new Doctor, and she went, yeah, who is it? We told her, and she squealed like a little piggy. I mean, squealed <laughs> with absolute delight and affirmation. And he's in sex education. He's brilliant. So there is a 16-year-old who will be glued back to the screen to watch this. Funnily enough, I had the exact same reaction with Katie. She came through and said, Dad, 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 look. And she showed me, of course, she's 16. It's a TikTok. And uh, she said, oh, and she just said, oh, he's brilliant. So... I'm also slightly perturbed Katie's been watching Sex Education without my knowledge, but but there we go. I had I had no idea what this programme was about and I chose to bury my head in the sand because my daughter's 16 and, you know, well... <laughs> Sorry, Dave. No, I had, um, I had never heard of him. I didn't... I cancelled Netflix ages ago because I got it for the Marvel series and didn't like them and cancelled it and hadn't, you know, because I'd used it for months. I'd never heard of him. I've never seen Sex Education. Can't even say it. That says everything. Aging Doctor Freud. I haven't watched Sex Education. I'm not likely to, as a keyed-up, um, prudish old man. My my first reaction was just like, I was surprised that um, su- surprised the word. A lot of conflicting things coming through my head very quickly, because at that point when you sort of think, well done, Russell. You've done you know, uh, you know they've done it again. It was a surprise. I don't think it's not a name that I'd seen thrown about at all. We'd all, we'd, I think we did an episode where we talked about the David Tennant rumour when, you know, there was chat that DT would be cast again and that was quite amusing because we were all scrabbling to find out if this was true or not and asking our various sources. The, the thought that they'd gone back to having a male actor struck me. I was struck by how young he, he seemed to be. Um, and I was also, you know, and, and I was reminded of the Matt Smith situation because I hadn't heard of Matt Smith when I got, you know, when he was, in, I remember when he was announced it was an episode of Confidential, but I was at work and someone taped it for me, but someone at work got it on their phone. And 
I remember not being able to place him, but then I remembered that I'd seen him in Ruby in the Smoke, and and, and um, he was in very quickly, and he was he was an excellent program called Moses Jones with um, with Sean who'd been in Casanova with DT. So, but this 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 the new chap. I have no idea. I have no context whatsoever. So it's um, and I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever really been in that situation of absolutely zero context before. So that from that point of view, it's fascinating because I really don't know what to expect. Expect the unexpected, as they used to tell us in Terrahawks. But I think <laughs> having seen him in the interviews and talking with Russell, um, I think he's saying very much the the things that we want to hear. I've only got one heart and you know, I'll be giving it the passion of two and things like that. And I think he's very much, in fact, that he's known about the job since February as well. So I've done very well to keep it secret given what journalists are like. So well done to Shooty for being able to keep it quiet. And I think that the thing that I was most pleased about was when I saw the casting, I thought the Daily Mail readers are gonna be up in arms and really, really annoyed. So that made me laugh. The fact that we've got somebody who's been born in another country and come here and the fact that he's a gentleman of colour. And I think that's really going to annoy the Daily Mail readers. So that works for me. Coming over here, taking our tardis is you can just you can just hear it, can't you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, sorry, because that's one of the elements of the casting that, that I also found most pleasing, uh, like like Kenny, the fact that there were lots of incensed gammons um, venting on on Twitter, uh, and I thought, well, that's good, well done. <laughs> um, you know, as you as you were saying, you know that um, that it just kind of will rattle a few a few cages. But um, no, I think that's that's really good. But also, I'm really pleased that you know both you, Stevie, and Kenny were talking about your kids' reactions because that that for me is is what's what's important and it's been a very good point that, that, that someone else made uh, earlier on that saying well I'm I, I'm not really the target audience for Doctor Who I'm going to watch it anyway but uh, if the show is to have a future then it has to connect with a new generation with a new intake of viewers so that it will have a future and the fact that this kind of the, the Netflix generation are so excited and so enthused about this that for me I think is a is a genius bit of casting you know we, we we forget just well some to what i do anyway forget just how long the program has been back on our screen since since the 2005 revival it's a, an enormous span of time really uh, in tv um and so this is a this is, i think a, a real regeneration uh, hopefully and it will um draw in lots of new viewers i've certainly come across that a lot again looking at some of the responses in, in social media, people saying, "Well, I've never watched Talk to Who before, but I certainly will now." So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic for that reason as well. Dave, were you going to say something there? No, I was just, gonna, just going to echo what what the the lads were saying about the um, the responses because Earl Danny sent me a couple of screenshots. I think it was from the Telegraph. There were replies to the Telegraph story about it on their website. Um, people just coming out with the Doctor woke, you know, mm-hmm. line again, and it's um, it's interesting. I mean, the chat. I think, I think that you know. I realised a long time ago it doesn't really matter who's playing the Doctor. What's important is the writing is good and the actors are good. That's that's what all you really need because the Doctor is really just a function, really. It's a good thing, obviously. We sit here as four white guys, four middle-aged white guys, you know, and it's and it's it might be seen as I don't know patronising or whatever to say it, but it's it's an excellent it's excellent that they've they've cast a black gentleman at last. You know, it's um 
it's it's a good bit of visibility. It's a good bit of representation. Long overdue, really, when you think about it. I mean, they probably could, you know, I remember thinking once that they could, they could have cast Don Warrington if Tom Baker had buggered off at the end of season 17. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. You know, it's it's not as if there aren't really good black actors that could have done an excellent Doctor. So it's good that that's happened. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even... That didn't really enter my mind as a as a pro or con at all. I mean, the, the weird thing is, yes, sir, already, I have no context. You know, the, the excellent point um, John made about the Netflix generation, the messages that I started getting from civilians, shall I say, you know, <laughs> not, not, not we. Man. And my friend Mackenzie, you know, she's a nurse, um, and she, she's in her early 20s, and like, she messaged me saying, have you seen This Is Fantastic? My sister, who's not in her early 20s, sorry, Alison, if you're listening, She's delighted as well because she's seen the programme. My good friend Steve Higgins is delighted. It's um it's it's the good a good bit of casting that I think will bring in um new viewers, which is really what it needs. And John made the excellent point that you know it's been it's coming up in you know it's over 17 years. And we, we still think of it, those of us who you know lived through the original series as well. Um, you know, we still I still think of it as the new series and to occasionally you know, I was I was 32 when it came back. I'm 49 now, and that's like a third of my life. When I think about it, it's terrifying. But that's, you know, I mean, was Katie even alive when Eccleston nope. started? Ken? Katie wasn't you know, even conceived when Eccleston came back. You know, doctor. Put it, put it that, you know, when you think of it like that, do you know what I mean? Kate, you know, Katie wasn't alive when it came back, and that, and and she voted last week for the first time, which is terrifying. So. Um, that's a, that's that's another thing that sort of shows that you know we are we are of that we are of that older generation and they have to attract the new people and Russell has always been very good at knowing what he wants to do. When he cast Eccleston in the first place, it was immediately dispelled all the sort of Paul Daniels, Eddie Izzard sort of stuff. Um, he's a serious actor. This is the sort of stuff that he's done. This tells you what you're going to get. So, um, should he might not have as much of a a profile as Eccles, but it does send a signal to the right kind of people that this is a programme that you're going to want to watch. And that's again, shows that Russell is very, very canny. He knows what he's doing. And he's taking it, he's taking it seriously as well. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't just a fly by night casting. This is obviously being thought about incredibly over this time. And because there's all kinds of ramifications when you cast this person, what's that going to say when you do this, how's this going to be perceived? And I think, like so many different series, you know, Star Trek included or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if they're going to survive, they all have to reinvent themselves. Doctor Who has always been really good at reinventing, but sometimes it's tripped. I think that's the best way to say it. And yeah. I think this one has got yeah. a really solid foundation, although every everything I've seen with Russell T today, I, I don't know, he, he was he was quite grumpy. Uh, the interviews I saw uh, with Shuti, not no, not not kind of you know having a go at anybody, but just being very definite, you know, answer, mm-hmm. answer, 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 not the cheeky chappy that I've sometimes seen. So I don't yeah. know if there's something something there. Well, see, this is where we can speculate, if, you know, whether or not this was announced. This announcement has been sort of rushed. You know, was it going to leak? Was there going to be some newspaper about to? break the story that they didn't want them to break it's um yeah it's quite interesting i thought he seemed quite i think he, to me it seems as if he's been quite protective of his new charge yeah 
you know, he was kind of like being very careful what he was being asked and what he was going to say. Totally part of the line to a point because he was still obviously enthusing about the the BBC Centenary Special that we're getting later in the year. Um, but that's fair. I think I think he's perhaps he was wanting to show that you know that he's back and he means business and he is taking it seriously. Maybe he wanted to send that signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I found really interesting is from with my media head on is that the doctor is being billed as the doctor. There's none of this, the 13th doctor, which we had everywhere. It was like the 13th doctor's sonic screwdriver, the 13th doctor action figure. Here is the 13th mm. doctor. And it was almost as if it was being yeah. emphasized to say it's the doctor, whereas here we're just saying it's the doctor. And I find from a media point of view, that's fascinating. Yes. Yeah, the choice of language is very interesting. We should probably talk a bit about the different ways that his predecessors have been announced. I mean, Jody, I think it was during a tennis match or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And Peacock got that big glitzy extravaganza with Zoe Ball and mm-hmm. Mighty got a special episode Confidential. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm struck by the very low-key way that it was done this time. It was very, very different, very different to what we've had before. And I think that even sends a signal. You know, it's... um. I'm not sure what signal it sends, but I think it sends the signal that there's no, you know, extravaganza. It was right. This is what's happening. It had, had a bit like the the 2005 revival. I, I remember them being very good at locking down all the information and only leaking that which they wanted leaked, and that didn't even come direct from them. That we don't have any Daleks and somebody having a wee silhouette in the background of a picture and everyone going, ooh, you've got Daleks. I, I think maybe they're going down that route, so they're not giving, yep, yeah, here's the new Doctor, and now we're not going to tell you anything. Jodie's still in, yeah. Chris is still doing, nah, nah, nothing to do with us at the moment. Yeah, yeah. well, we're looking forward to that, but we're doing other things. See you later. End of interview. Yeah. I mean, a big part was to do with the, you know, you were saying, Stevie, that he was quite kind of grumpy. I mean, I've only really seen the interview with um, Liesl Mazimba and in that, you know, he was making a very particular political point as well about, mm. you know, the the, the fact that uh, it's a sin, the reason that he was at the BAFTAs, it was made by Channel 4 and then he's obviously making uh, Doctor Who for with the BBC and that these are, are, are currently perceived as, as targets, political targets. So, so it was, you know, as as his want. Uh, if he has a platform, then and and he's a point he wants to make, then he will make it. He will, he will use that opportunity. Um, and quite and quite right. Uh-huh. And the whole of the BAFTAs, if you saw it tonight, was mostly that Channel Four, BBC, yep. yeah, public owned, public yep. created. You don't get this on Netflix. They don't yep. give you the chance. And also, uh, so, it's the same was robbed. Not one win. What a joke. No yeah. I mean, that's so, so really. uh, we, we disagreed on that. I, I, I felt that the, it, was an, it was an admirable story in some ways well told and it had to be told. But I'm, I'm, for me, it's a sin. It's just a reheat of a lot of Russell tropes, I think, um, with some shocking acting. So <laughs> I wasn't that fussed. But um, I was surprised Ooh. that... I was surprised that... It's just opinions, Ken. It's just opinions. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was surprised it didn't win anything at all, really. I was quite surprised by that. Because the, the boy, the boy that was up for supporting actor, especially the Welsh kid, he was excellent. So yeah. it's a shame he didn't get the nod. Yeah. They should have a category for best Dalek recreation. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say category for best Welsh kid. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, Doctor Who might have a good chance of winning something there. But my favourite tweet of the day 
about Doctor Who. Hashtag still not ginger. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should put that on all our profiles. That's Mm -hmm. an excellent point. I do like that. Of course, the thing that I'm really proud about is the fact that we've got our fourth Scottish doctor in there. And it's rather wonderful. The only downside is that he's from the East Coast. So, um, (laughs) sorry, Stevie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not quite sure where to go from that. Did you see the tweet from from BAFTA Scotland where they miscounted? Said the shooting was the Scottish doctor. All right. Yeah, that was quite funny. They were getting pelters for that. It was quite amusing. Do you think he'll be allowed to be Scottish? Or are we heading for Mockney territory? Well, I've emailed Russell already to say uh, congratulations on casting another Scot. And uh, I look forward to the great accent debate beginning. So we shall see what (laughs) happens with that. His voice is just wonderful, though. I mean, I was listening to a few clips today, and obviously when he's he's speaking in in Scottish, and he's just got a lovely, a lovely sound. Yeah. Russell's not replying. I've just had a check. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some more digging to try and get a bit. But actually, do you know what? I might not do any digging and watch anything else that he's in. I might just try and just might wait and see. I mean, it's what's very interesting is it's going to be. I mean, we don't know exactly when his episodes are going to start. Will we even see him at the end of Jodie's last episode? I mean, there's all the stuff like new costumes and new companions and all that sort of thing to to find out about. And I hope that we don't find out about it for a very long time. You know what I mean? I think um, it would just be nice to have because. It felt, you know, Matt, Matt Smith was announced, what, the start of 2009? Yeah. And then, you know, he didn't, his first series didn't start till Easter the following year. So, I mean, there's still a long way to go. So I hope that we kind of, hope there's still some surprises to come. Yeah. And that's, good. again, it's what it should be about, isn't it? And especially for, for the kids, and well, I'm going to say the kids, for the young kids, hopefully, and the Netflix generation, the, the Katie's and Megan's ages, um, I mean, I'm not I'm not keen on spoilers, except when you find out something and it's really good. It's it's really great. But I'm not keen on spoilers. It would be nice to have sort of Eccleston style drop in this, that, and the other, and get us going, and then launch with the series. Hopefully, hopefully back on a Saturday, because I think that would be, I think that would be a clever move. Yes. Yes. I think yeah. so. And a Christmas special, as we've said previously. Absolutely. But it doesn't have to be about Christmas. It's just on at Christmas. So, yeah, you know, that'd be amazing. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what I have to say as well? There's, on a level, you know, with no with no disrespect to Shudy whatsoever, part of me is really quite um, gutted that it's, that it's not DT coming back because that's <laughs> all I've talked about for the last two months when anyone asked me what they thought. <laughs> I hope DT comes back. Um, but it's it's for, it's for the best, isn't it? Really, if we're being honest, it probably would have been a backward step. I mean, um, I, I've I've been a total malaise with Doctor Who, latterly, you know, just because I found so much of what we've had over the last couple of years very, very underwhelming, and this hasn't quite got me back to sort of peak nineteen eighty seven or peak two thousand and five sort of excitement. But it's very interesting, you know, when it's um. I think it's it's I think it's got Doctor Who a bit of a bit of attention today that it, that it really needed some positive attention because a lot of the the noise after the last episode that was on at Easter wasn't very positive so it's you know it's good to have something something exciting and positive to talk about. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you mentioned there, uh, David, that the, 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 a kind of a, a sad point. For me, there's a kind of a poignancy as well about the timing of the announcement because of the the death of uh, Anthony or Antoine, Anthony Fletcher Goldspink, who, who's someone that I had no interaction with in the world of Doctor Who fandom, but that was for that was the Doctor Who story that I kept seeing yesterday on Twitter, and uh, that so many people were um, saddened by by his death yesterday, uh, and I thought it was a, uh, such a pity. He would have, uh, I'm sure, he would have loved this announcement, and it would have been a you know a great cause of celebration for him too. So yeah, just a little moment of poignancy there. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. I thoroughly enjoyed reconvening, getting some Power of Three back on track. We'll have to get some more episodes done very soon, as um, now that I'm settling into my new work pattern and know what I'm doing, there should be a bit more time available. Woohoo! Although I probably won't be able to sneak a few um, little interviews into work time anymore. Stevie, don't tell Richard. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry, what did you say? Exactly. <laughs> I think, I think what's, that's what you called multi, multi-repurposing, Kenny. That's very true. That's away with it. Yeah. Yes, the Martin Jarvis interview, uh, which mm-hmm. appeared in Scottish Field, has little bits that will be popping up very soon in the power of three. <laughs> <laughs> so, re- listeners, rem- I nearly called you readers. Remember to follow us on social media at Power of Three Pod with the number three. And everybody, go on, throw out your Twitter handles. If you want to follow me on Twitter for any reason, you can find me at David Steele, David Steele with two A's. But also, please check out podcast underscore Earth Two as Peter and I continue to journey around the pre-crisis DST multiverse. Dr. Bowen? Well, I'm at at Dr. J. McGB, but no one ever bothers. (laughs) Too hard to find me. And Stevie? You'll find me at Stargate42Films on Instagram and Twitter. There we go. And I'm still at Finished Zine. So there we are. You haven't mentioned Pieces of Eighth enough today, Kenny. Oh, I suppose I haven't. Yes, um, Pieces of Eighth. Oh, thank you, thank you, Dave. Pieces Kenny, of... do you do another podcast? I, it... I, yeah. I do. It's. Um, I was about to What's say it it's, called? The world... it's Pieces of Eighth. It's. I previously thought it was the world's only Eighth Doctor-centric podcast, but it's not. There's actually one out there called Fiction Paradox, which is dedicated to the Eighth Doctor books, which is produced in America. It's... Yes, but have they have they had a chat with the man himself? No, they haven't. No, they haven't, so they can bog off. <laughs> Have they had an interview with a guy who's got the console from the movie? No, they no. haven't. No, they haven't. Have they had an interview with Matthew Jacobs, who wrote the TV movie? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Right. Have they got? Have they interviewed the guy who wrote the music for the TV movie? No, they haven't. So they're strictly, strictly not on your level. So there you go. Pieces of eight. Check it out, listeners. It's very, very good. And actually, I was on an episode recently. So you should see if you can spot that. <laughs> yes, look go out, time um, one victorious people. There's your crew. Yeah, look out, Jacob Dudman. Steely's on the Steely's on the way. <laughs> Coming to steal their jobs. Anyway, has anybody got a question for me? Kenny, to celebrate this important development and news, Doctor Who Day, what song are you going to play out with this evening? Well, Dave, I'm very glad you asked me that. As you know, I do like to have a wee song to play us out. And uh, this week is no different and uh, given that uh, we're talking about shooty it seems appropriate that we go for one of my favorite songs from the 80s it's 
by ABC and it's called Poison Arrow because you want to shooty that poison arrow to my heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Kenny. <laughs> anyway, enough of you lot. Let's go for Martin Fry. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. If I were to say to you, can you keep the secret? Would you know just what to do? Or where to keep it? Then I say I love you. Foul the situation. Hey girl, I thought we were the right combination. Who broke my heart? You did, you did. Oh, to the target. Blame Cupid, Cupid. You think you're smart. Who broke my heart?